Welcome to the I'm Not a Barista podcast. We're here to talk about all things coffee, from industry careers, brewing tips, community support, and more, with some really incredible people who love coffee as much as you do. We hope their stories inspire you, because humanity runs on coffee, and together we can empower all the people behind every cup. All right, we are live, Alexi. Yeah, cool. Hi, guys. We are on air. <laughs> Welcome to Amna Barista podcast. How are you today? Well, uh, I'm okay. <laughs> we got uh, a lot of interesting things today. Uh, a lot of trainings for uh, competitions. Uh, our regular uh, quality check of future coffee. So a lot of lovely stuff that I do every day. <laughs> Right, right, right. So before we talk more, I think our audience will be very interested in knowing who you are, what you do for a living, and where are you from. So tell us more about yourself. Yeah. Uh, so I am uh, Alexei Fedorovsky from uh, Kiev, Ukraine. Uh, I'm a coffee professional. I work in coffee uh, more than 10 years. So and now I've got a small uh, roastery. It's called uh, Free Champs Roastery. Uh, the name Free Champs Roastery means that uh, in our team uh, we got three national champions with uh, different categories: barista, uh, brewers cup, uh, Chesva, and second barista and second brewers cup. <laughs> So it's like uh, organization when um, three national champions uh, start to collaborate uh, and uh, making some great coffee for Ukraine. So our so company you guys, start. What you guys are the best. You are, you guys are the best of the best in Ukraine. That's how you got this roastery, right? Uh, thanks. <laughs> yes, and uh, we want to be better with uh, every day, yeah, and never mind uh, about uh, our conditions uh, in Ukraine. Yes, it's like uh, we need to develop everything ourselves, uh, our business, uh, our quality skills, uh, everything. Right, right. Could you tell us more about how you started your coffee career? When did you start as a barista or roastery, a roaster? Well, uh, my coffee career uh, starts uh, in 2010. I just go uh, for a summer to work uh, like a waiter uh, in a coffee shop. And uh, it was one of the uh, third wave coffee shops uh, one of the yeah it was like i think uh, first company in ukraine uh in 2010 who uh, who can make uh really nice uh, specialty coffees uh yeah i work uh, maybe one year like a waiter uh, then i become like head of waiters uh, and uh, then I've dreamed uh, to work uh, with coffee, uh, you know, like a barista, because uh, barista is uh, always very nice, cool guys. Uh, they brew something interesting, you know. Uh, in that time, ten years ago, uh, when uh, wait, I need uh, came to the bar, 
you know, at, at the work. Uh, it's like a danger zone. Only barista can go to the coffee machine uh, and uh, other uh, coffee stuff. So it's like uh, it always uh, was your uh, dream when I uh, when I work as a waiter to become a barista. <laughs> All right. So so at the time, barista seems to be like a more advanced job, right, in Ukraine, um, because you have fancy espresso machines that nobody else know how to use it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the most uh, cool things uh, it was uh, to work with uh, nice espresso machines like uh, Lamorzoka. So, and it was so great when you work with uh, this equipment. And you know, uh, in um, our roastery, uh, we just a uh, few weeks ago uh, changed our coffee machine. Uh, we got uh, old Ranchilio, and uh, right now we change it to uh, classic uh, La Marzocca linea. And when you touch, you know, the porta filters, all this thing, uh, I've got a lot of uh, fun and I'm happy, you know. Oh, this is Marzocca, mm, so cool, so nice, it brews so well. So you see, uh, you see the differences be, uh, between some uh, other equipment, and that's cool stuff. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> so since then, you became a barista, and then you start competing. Or what is your career like? Yeah, competitions was uh, always uh, on my mind, uh, and I've dreamed uh, to compete. So uh, my first competition was in uh, 2013. It was uh, National Barista Championship. Come on, it's, it was two years ago. <laughs> Too long. <laughs> uh, and uh, I was so motivated. Um, I got uh, cool coffee. Uh, I've trained a lot. Uh, and then... You know, I think a lot of uh, coffee champs uh, got really similar story because I have overtime. It's time like 17 minutes. Uh, the points is uh, really well. The coffee is well, but, uh, you know, overtime and uh, I, I was so disappointed. Uh, I was disappointed of my program that I do overtime and uh, uh, it was like uh, not a good feelings. <laughs> But then uh, after a year, next year, I uh, come to first uh, Ukrainian Brewers Cup uh, in 2014, I think. Yeah, I've become the third. Uh, and I was uh, so motivated uh, to brew coffee and uh, understand this championship. Uh, and then uh, in 2016, uh, I was first time Ukrainian uh, Brewers Cup champion. Uh, then I've got the title in 2020, uh, and uh, I was a coach of two national Brewers' Cup uh, champions. So uh, Brewers' Cup is always uh, in my soul, and uh, why I so love uh, this championship, Brewers' Cup? Uh, because for my opinion, uh, it's a championship about coffee, just about coffee. Really nice coffees with a really different processing. Uh, you need to get uh, really cool skills uh, of coffee roasting to understand uh, what you need to brew, what you need to develop, what you need uh, to have in your coffee. Uh, so you uh, develop them. 
some roasting skills, uh, you develop your brewing skills, you understand more uh, about coffee, maybe a little bit more science about coffee and uh, uh, chemical compounds of the coffee and how to brew it. And that's why I love it so much because, uh, yeah, I love because uh, it's a championship uh, focusing on uh, only on the coffee quality of beans that uh, we are brew and quality of uh, your brew and uh, it's so cool because uh, you got uh, every championship with uh, uh, so nice coffees you got uh, really huge sensory experience and it's so tasty and that's why i love it you know uh, after um, a lot of uh, after championships Uh, when you just uh, come back uh, to your regular work with your regular coffee, sometimes you feel so, uh, maybe it's not so good, maybe it's some other stuff. Um, okay, this is uh, 48 points, but I want more tasty or other things because uh, in championship time, in training time, You're learning and testing so uh, tasty coffee. And, uh, you know, you, you can't uh, understand after championship that it's over and you need to, to work with uh, other cool coffees, but not like a competition coffee. Right, right. Of course. Before we move to the roasting part, I, I want to ask you about uh, what's happening there right now. Uh, as we had the little chat last week, uh, you told me that there will be a new Burroughs Cup champion this year in may is it correct yeah yeah uh, i'm not competing but uh, i've coaching uh, two people for brewers cup all right so tell us more how you prepare for the competition for or how you coach to competitor uh at this time of the year since you know like you said five minutes ago the power was off and how did you uh, prepare everything um You know, like uh, maybe with fun, <laughs> professional and uh, with fun, uh, because uh, the winning recipe uh, to become a champion, uh, it's a recipe how you can fix uh, everything. So you can be ready for uh, every possible things. So you can be ready that electricity off or other things uh, or your kettle doesn't work or some other <laughs> interesting stuff. Uh, so uh, about uh, uh, training, it's it not uh, a lot of time for training because we have uh, announced uh, like one week ago i think or two weeks ago that we will have a championship and actually we don't have uh, any nice coffees any programs uh, uh, just some ideas and then you need uh, in the first two, two weeks uh, build uh, all your routine to get all your stuff uh, to get your coffee to taste a lot of different coffees, uh, to make decisions, uh, what, which recipe uh, do you will use. Uh, and uh, you build it like uh, block to block. Uh, right now, it's uh, like, I think it's 10 day or 11 day uh, of trainings. Uh, 
uh, by the way, it's interesting stuff because uh, we're gonna make a small movie after championship uh, with uh, real rec- recordings uh, of training time. You know, all uh, all training process uh, every day. Uh, uh, I record uh, some small movies like one two minutes uh, uh, on Ukrainian. Mm-hmm. Uh, to get more understanding for competitors, how to compete and how to uh, train all uh, all the stuff. It will be like yeah. a mini movie yeah. or a short documentary movie about like how to train for a competition. That's... Yeah, just just understanding because uh, a lot of uh, competitor uh, competitors uh, doesn't understand that uh, it's not. Uh, it's not so easy. Then you just go to stage, uh, make a free pour overs, just smile, and you become a champion. Woohoo! No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It's That'll be too work. easy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. So, how is like to be a coach? You were the Boris Cup champion twice, national level, and now you are coaching someone else to become the next 2023 Boris Cup champion. So, what is like to be a coach, the trainer? What do you do? Like, what is your routine daily? You meet your, I don't know, who are you training right now? Maybe you can talk about the person you are training and what is the process every day? Yeah. Uh, so uh, every day is a different process, uh, different processes, because you got to build some uh, different uh, blocks uh, of your routine. Uh, you need to check, uh, you need to get, first of all, your stuff. All your equipment. I mean, uh, you need to write your presentation. Uh, you need to connect uh, your like um, uh, your presentation with uh, some technical things uh, about uh, coffee, about the processing, about the brewing. Because judges need to understand everything that you talk about. So if you say that uh, I've used uh, this washed uh, Columbia, I need uh, to explain what uh, this washed process uh, will get me in flavor or other quality attributes uh, in coffee. So you need your, uh, to connect uh, technical uh, part of presentation uh, and uh, uh, you know, fancy part of presentation and connect it well. So it's going to be like uh, 10 minutes with a, a lot of good technical things, uh, with a lot of smiles, uh, a lot of service, uh, everything in this uh, 10 minutes. Uh, so it's it's one of the things. Uh, then uh, then uh, when you will have the res- uh, recipe, uh, so about uh, competitors that... Um, uh, right now, I am coaching uh, Ivanka. Uh, we are more than uh, one week chosen different coffees, different recipes, uh, different recipes of water to get uh, really nice result uh, in a cup. Because uh, you need to understand uh, your score sheets and quality attributes uh, that's going to be evaluating. So we make this taste, uh, we chose coffee. Uh, I think uh, in last 10 days, uh, I've roast uh, in a small roaster 
more than 100 batches and it was four or five different coffees and uh, we chose one of these five coffees and uh, two uh, roast profiles that works really well with uh, this recipe uh, and uh, this coffee so more than 10 days we spent uh, just to get a recipe uh, to brew uh, and check uh, all possible different waters uh, to uh, create uh, some extraordinary uh, taste. And then after this, uh, so we got the coffee, we got the recipes. Uh, today we will uh, train a technical part, a technical block uh, to brew uh, free pourovers, like on the stage. Yes, because uh, every uh, pour-over um, must be the same uh, in in the uh, it must be brewed in the same second with the same agitation, uh, with the same uh, height. You know, like everything's gonna be the same, and you will get good technical uh, points. And after this, uh, we will. Uh, connect uh, all of these things so uh, to take a presentation and uh, get more uh, practicing i think uh, at sunday we uh, must uh, try uh, our routine uh, at the training station like on, ch- on on the championship with all this stuff uh, with score sheets and train and train and train and train and 10 more times <laughs> right right a lot of practice so this is the recipe this is, yes yes practice this is a recipe how to become a championship you need to know uh, every second of your presentation you need to know every block of your presentation you need to know very well your coffee about my part uh, of coaching what i need to do so first of all roast coffee we will get, I think, two different coffees and it's going to be two different roast profiles uh, with a different roasting time. Uh, so one coffee uh, needs to be uh, to compete uh, two days after roasting day. Uh, next coffee going to be four days after roasting day. You know, you need uh, to write it uh, to get this information. So I will prepare uh, coffee. I will prepare for water and uh, check uh, all this stuff for a competing. And the next uh, cool thing that uh, on the next week, week we need to start to train into compulsory because compulsory is a uh, really uh, nice part of uh, Brewer's Cup. I love it so much because uh, uh, every competitor have um, the same coffee, the same water, uh, and uh, you just need to brew it well. And it's really cool stuff because uh, everyone in the same conditions, you know. The part uh, uh, we need to train uh, this part of, uh, of the competition. And then uh, we'll see, and a little bit of luck. <laughs> yeah, of course, we always need luck for that. Uh, let's just pray that the electricity, everything will be okay that day, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems the coffee community is still very strong, still growing there, right? Because you said that still many people are into competition. They want to spend hours practicing and to, to be a champion. What is the situation uh, right now? What is the community like now in, in Ukraine? We know there is a war there. 
and the life is completely different now. But still, people drinking more coffee or drinking less coffee. What's the situation? So I think uh, mm, people doesn't、uh, drinking less coffee. They still drinking a lot and a lot of、uh, good coffee. So、uh, we got in Ukraine a lot of nice、uh, third wave coffee shops、uh, in every city.、Uh, for example.、Um, Uh, all my、uh, friends from over the world,、uh, when they they、uh, were in Kiev、uh, in last years,、uh, they were so surprised that just in Kiev we have more than fifty、uh, third wave coffee shops with a really nice quality,、uh, and、uh, in the big cities we got maybe ten plus. Uh, really nice coffee shops. So it grow, it grow, it develop.、Uh, it's、uh, for coffee culture. I think、uh, I don't know. Maybe it's like、uh, how to be Ukrainian.、Uh, you know, just、uh, never mind that、uh, we have war. It's really it's the worst thing、uh, in life that.、Uh, Can be,、uh, but、uh, we are people, and we need to, to develop our skills.、Uh, we need to help other people, and we need to do the best that,、uh, that we can. I think every coffee guy or coffee girl, they still working with coffee. They love the stuff,、uh, and、uh, right now, I think、uh, it's.、Uh, In coffee industry, is、uh, really same situation like two years ago in Ukraine, something like that. And we have、uh, every company, every coffee shop,、uh, but it's about all、uh, people. I think in Ukraine, some percent of our money、uh, always goes to Ukrainian army.、Uh, so it's like.、Uh, The normal stuff in Ukraine、uh, right now, so we are support uh, and uh, uh, help uh, to our guys uh, who is uh, right now uh, at the east and、uh, the south at war. So and、uh, every coffee shop uh, always uh, help some. Other militaries in Ukraine,、uh, other friends, because、uh, everyone here have uh, friends, uh, fathers, brothers.、Uh, right now, on on the war. I want to ask you, as a business owner, you have your own roastery there. How's business going? It's okay, <laughs> I think.、Uh, so, if we talk about、uh, business, it's really、uh, it's okay, but it's hard, and、uh, everything's gonna change. And you know,、uh, in the coffee shops,、uh, in the roasteries, different amounts. All、uh, coffee shops and roasteries have、uh, less money and less sales、uh, of coffee. For example, our company we got right now maybe fifty percent uh, of uh, that value that we sell two years ago. So it's half. Yes, yes, yeah. That's yes. that's a lot. That's a lot. Like yes, a, a big decrease. And, and yes, and a lot of companies,、uh, of course, is just closing. So, but it's good. It's doing the market. So,、uh, what about the green beans? Importing is still okay, or they are. 
way more expensive than before, I suppose. Uh, well, importing is okay. We got um, three big companies who is supplying uh, us with green coffee. The interesting question that uh, the most quiet room uh, in our location is the green warehouse. And uh, I'm making podcasts right now with you in our green warehouse, you know. <laughs> so oh, oh, that's okay. I see the bags. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, importing a lot of coffee. Uh, we are was uh, really confused uh, and a lot of uh, it was hard times. Uh, uh, March, uh, April, May, uh, twenty twenty two. We got some really high stakes uh, at the world about coffee. Yes, for green coffee. Uh, and we got war. Our uh, all coffees for, for green, it's increasing. Like, uh, And it was really hard because people don't have a lot of money. So they still want to drink coffee. And it was, I think, uh, the most uh, dangerous time for our company and a lot of coffee companies, uh, rosteries uh, and coffee shops uh, closed. But then we uh, have really nice coffee for a good price. I mean green coffee. Yes, and we still have uh, ability to get uh, cool specialty for our market, uh, 85 points uh, plus. So and with, uh, with a good price. But pricing is really interesting situation. So for uh, example, just for understanding, uh, I, I think uh, a lot of coffee roasters around the world will understand the situation uh, about market in Ukraine. Uh, for example, uh, right now we are uh, buying uh, some regular washed Columbia, uh, 84 points, $9 per kilo for green coffee. And we sell it like a company uh 15 15 uh, yeah 15 uh, $17 per kilo and it's a, and it's okay price you know it's not very high and uh, not so low it's just on the market so it's uh, really difficult uh, to develop roastery in Ukraine and making uh, really nice coffees and got some money on this thanks for sharing the information i i guess we don't we don't have a chance to know all the things you just talked about because the news is full of, you know, the war and stuff. But the as a coffee community, like, really, people don't really talk about it. Of course, in the wartime, coffee doesn't seem to be the most important thing. But as, like you said, people still drinking coffee. That's good to hear. I want to know what kind of coffee are popular in uh, in Kiev. Um, for example, what kind of coffee you sell the most? Colombia or African coffee? It depends uh, on the coffee shops and people, you know. The regular customer uh, who will bought coffee in a supermarket, they always love uh, some uh, really balanced uh, coffee. It's like some Central America, El Salvador, Honduras, uh, maybe Colombia, 82, 84 points. It's okay for these people. But uh, about uh, young people, uh, they really like uh, some cool stuff. Uh, I'm so, uh, I was so excited when, uh, when uh, I'm staying around the coffee shop uh, and some guys from the high school, uh, they discussed it. Oh, 
today I will take uh, V60 on uh, anaerobic Kenya. It was so nice, but yesterday it was natural Colombia and it was so cool. It was better than today. You know, it's <laughs> there, there is some discussion. So um, I think uh, specialty coffee in Ukraine and about the customers and other things, uh, we got the same level like uh, in the world. People want to really drink uh, nice coffees with uh, really cool uh, tastes. And uh, we got uh, a lot of coffee shops uh, and just customers who buy uh, our coffee from the website uh, they really buy one bag or two bag uh, but it's uh, really nice specialty like 86 88 points uh, plus uh, about coffee community uh, in kiev ukraine a lot of people still like uh, really funky coffee uh, funky colombian coffee ethiopian uh, there's gonna be, you know, like uh, it's some descriptions like uh, cider, uh, very acid. So they love this stuff. <laughs> Funky flavors. So, yeah, wow. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the coffee flavors. Um, we talked about it earlier last time. We, we had this little chat about the infused coffee, right? Um, yeah, yeah. How about infused coffee? People there did love this, or it's not a thing at all in Ukraine? Yeah, it's really interesting questions. You know, uh, people love infused coffee, uh, but a lot of uh, people and coffee professionals doesn't understand that it is infused. So okay. uh, why people love this coffee? Because um, it's easy to understand uh, uh, this kind of, of taste. You know, if it's infused with a pineapple, you will get the pineapple. When you uh, try and uh, understand that this is pineapple in good coffee. You think about it and, oh, yeah, this is like a juicy pineapple. But when uh, you got infused coffee, it just blow your mind. It's pineapple, pineapple, and nothing more, you know? Right. <laughs> nothing more. No, it, This is no coffee. This is pineapple. <laughs> uh, people love it because uh, it's easy when you uh, say uh, in your descriptions uh, that you have the same pineapple, they really got it, yeah? It's fair uh, for customer. Yeah, recently, I am lucky enough to try so many kinds of infused coffee uh, for the first time in my life, and um, I was blown away by the taste, the strong, intensive strawberry aroma and taste that I never had in my whole life. And then I realized that this is a huge market. As you said, there are some people like it, right? Uh, like everything else, some people just don't like it. Maybe some professionals, they, they hate it for, for their own reasons. What do you think people are not liking the infused coffee? Why some professional coffee professionals are against, you know, uh, infused coffee? What is your opinion about this? Yeah, uh, I've got really a strong opinion that uh, it can be, but it must be labeled. And it's not. It, it, it must be not overpricing. When I was uh, in Colombia, and uh, it was at some different companies, uh, they will have like a boom on the infused coffees uh, two, three years ago, and every company made it. And uh, some companies say that yes, 
uh, it's a fruity fermentation or infused. It's, in, it, it's infused with this fruit or with that fruit. And other companies say, no, this is natural. And, you know, and, you know, oh, no, <laughs> it's uh, some other things. Uh, so it's not so fair for uh, people who are uh, making this coffee. First of all, yes, we speak about the farmers and other good companies who are making really nice coffees and spend a lot uh, of uh, work, spend a lot of money, everything that they have uh, to new crop, yes, uh, to sell it for good money because uh, to make some great uh, tastes in coffee. Uh, and then other company just uh, buy some... Uh, artificial flavors, put it uh, in fermentation tanks and can uh, sell it coffee for a bigger price. I think it's not so fair because there is a lot of compounds in coffee. This is the main difficulty to get, to understand your variety, your uh, terroir, yes, uh, what's going to be the better to grow this coffee because uh, for, for first crop you need you know, like uh, five years to grow this uh, little coffee plant. It's a long time. And then this farmer who spent five years to get really cool, nice uh, geisha with natural process, he spent a lot of money for this. Uh, then they they sell it for, you know, like may- maybe 10 bucks per kilo. And his neighbor who gets uh, some... Uh, regular varieties get uh, not so good uh, processing and just put something in the tank to some artificial flavor yes to get some maybe it's gonna be like pineapple okay (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and they they will have this pineapple and he will sell it coffee uh, more expensive you know like it's gonna be like 20 dollars per kilo so it's not so fair this first guy spent more than five years uh, to grow these coffee plants to make it better year after year. Why he need to get less money? Right, it's not a fair game. And the other, uh, that's why I'm talking about. So for me, it's the most interesting question. Uh, my first experience was with Colombian coffee infused. When I've prepared to some of uh, championship, uh, I think it was in 2018, and then one guy from Colombia just write me, hey, Alex, uh, I have some cool coffee. Uh, maybe I will send it to you. Uh, I say, yeah, 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 of course, it's interesting. Uh, and uh, I will have uh, more than, I think, 10 or uh, 12 samples of green coffee. I have roasted. It was uh, so intensive with so different tastes. But when I've tried, I was so confused because I see the green beans and it was just regular washed Castillo. In every of these 12, 12 samples have the, uh, the same raw material, you know? <laughs> if you work uh, a lot with green coffee, you easily can understand that all these samples is just a one uh, lot of coffee. And then uh, they make it with uh, some small amounts uh, to put and add some artificial flavors. And when I ask him uh, what about the processing, he says that uh, everything is natural. And uh, I've met a lot of no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Uh, It's a very interesting topic. 
Yeah, I remember Sasha. Um, he did some research before, and he published some articles on the perfect daily grind. I think about five to six years ago, and he talked about the main thing is not about infused coffee is bad, right? Because some people love this intensive flavor because it's easier for bartenders, for example, to use that coffee to make some special cocktail because it has stronger flavor than regular natural coffee. This gray area is that most business they don't label it correctly in the correct way. So I don't know what's happening、uh, right now. Do you have any knowledge about this? Is there any organization are trying to do something about label labeling their package in a correct way to so the business on the roasters they won't take advantage of their customers? You know, do you know anything about this? Not a lot of information.、Uh, I just can say、uh, some information、uh, about how it、uh, make in Ukraine. It's really interesting question uh, in the, uh, to discuss it uh, in uh, at the world stage at the world expos.、Uh, and what I know、uh, about some world news、uh, that the Samo Serke from the Zurich,、uh, he is really nice guy who is a scientist. And he、uh, connect with、uh, Sasha and making a lot of experiments in、uh, laboratory in Zurich. I don't know、uh, about all conclusions、uh, or other things,、uh, but he、uh, make a lot of、uh, interesting articles, and、uh, I think he got some interesting information because we talk、uh, a lot with him about infused coffee, and he was really motiv- motivating to understand、uh, more this question at the side of、uh, science. You know, maybe it's a new market, just like Beyond Meat, right? A lot of vegan they don't like meat, so they eat vegan meat, and Beyond Meat is popular because it's not meat but tastes like meat. But now we have this similar situation in the coffee world that coffee. Tastes really good, but they are not the organic coffee. They're they're artificial with the infused flavor, aroma, and stuff. It is true. Do you have any experience? How as a customer, how can we know this is infused coffee? I think about the regular customers. There is no way. If you don't have、uh, a lot of、uh, sensory experience, you know,、uh, not a lot of professionals. Understand these questions with with a really Q、uh, graders、uh, with a really uh, nice skill uh, sensory skills. Yes, to understand in coffee they've tried、uh, thousands of different lots of coffee and they don't understand. You know, in nearest ten years,、uh, if it's not uh, be uh, like labeled、uh, or marked some、uh, something on the back. So it's uh, uh, easy to say for customers that yes, yes, this is uh, really uh, nice flavors and it's not infused. So it's really tricky thing. It's really tricky thing. So how about you? How how for example, you have some new green beans coming next week, and there are some of them, some batch they are infused flavor. How would you tell, based on your experience? We roast them. You're copying, and they will figure out. Oh, this is wrong. But how do you know that is wrong? Yeah, that is、uh, based on your experience. Really interesting question because、uh, I've made some、uh, easy experiments.、Uh, I got some、uh, article at my Instagram about how to catch infused coffee. 
Uh, it's not uh, like some science or other things, uh, but it's connecting well uh, with the materials that you have, the data that you have from your experiment with uh, your sensor experience of this coffee. So uh, I've just put uh, in green coffee, uh, I take a glass uh, and uh, put half of the glass uh, of green beans and just put a regular water, cold water. And then you need six hours and uh, you need to smell what's going to be the smell. And uh, you need to see the uh, color uh, of this glass. If for five, six hours it's going to be with a really black water and it smell really intense, maybe this uh, sample is uh, infused. And what you make after this, the most uh, uh, interesting and difficult question to understand it uh, in a taste. When you've tried coffee, you just make a regular cupping with your regular water that uh, you know very well. And uh, if you got some artificial flavor, pineapple, okay? <laughs> Always pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, pineapple. <laughs> so it uh, this pineapple, it will not change from hot cup to cold cup. It has the same pineapple taste with the same intense with a, on a hot cup, on a warm cup, on a cold cup. Uh, and uh, the same intense and uh, the same taste. But if you got really natural process or some carbonic maceration or some anaerobic, uh, this taste of pineapple uh, will change. So it's like on the hot cup, it's going to be like fresh pan uh, pineapple. Uh, on the warm cup, it's going to be maybe uh, like a melon or stewed pineapple. On a cold cup, it uh, goes to uh, some uh, natural wine or rum, you know. So uh, when you got the natural flavors in coffee, uh, it can be intense. But it's always uh, changing and uh, it's always connecting with the acidity of coffee. Acidity is changing and the taste a little bit changing your uh, flavor descriptors. So that is uh, you know, the main thing, uh, how to catch... Uh, infused coffee so you really need you you, you really need to have uh, cool uh, sensory skills uh, cool skills of uh, to understand and a lot of uh, experience this is yeah. uh, the only way so before we have this high-tech future futuristic machine that can detect infused coffee i think so far most homebrewers probably found it difficult to identify what is infused coffee and what is not. But thanks for sharing the two ways, right? For the green beans, we can put the beans yeah, yeah. into the hot, uh, cold water, I'll leave it for six hours, and you can see the color changes probably. Or you can do regular cupping. Um, but And uh, sorry, uh, for, for experiment with uh, cold water, yeah? Yeah. Uh, so the smell of the water... It's gonna be the same pineapple, you know. Uh, the the smell the smell of green beans, of roasted beans, of grounded beans, uh, and when you put the hot water in the grounded beans, it's gonna be the same, the same level, the same intense from the green bean uh, till cold cup. It's never changing. I think we really should do more home cupping 
just to identify. Maybe some of them are really good, but I I think for the transparency reason, we hope in the future more and more roasters or the farmer producers they could label their coffee in a correct way. So as customers, we can always know. Okay, we love that strong pineapple flavor, and we want that. So you can buy it. But for people who someone else like like you don't like the pineapple, <laughs> maybe you can avoid that, right? You can buy some real organic or natural coffee in this case. Um, last question: Is there anything you want to share with the audience today who are listening to this episode? Um, anything I want to share? Just support Ukraine and. Uh... Right to your uh, friends from Ukraine, or just to people uh, to understand uh, how they are. You know, it's difficult times, and you miss a lot of people, and we got uh, really difficult situations. And uh, we need support. We need to talk with uh, our friends from uh, all over the world. We need to feel this uh, supporting. I feel it really well because all my friends from all over the world, from the first day of war, uh, always uh, support me. Uh, they making uh, a lot of uh, things uh, for me. Uh, they always uh, want to help and other things, and I love it. Thanks, thanks. We hope this horrible war will be over soon, and then we can visit you guys and try your coffee. Maybe we can bring some very nice yeah, yeah. natural coffee with pineapple flavors. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think uh, it's gonna be a great thing that uh, we will meet uh, on the some next expo uh, and speak uh, with you about the pineapple and coffee. Yeah, <laughs> right. Definitely, definitely. Thanks, thanks for your time today. Thank you. It was nice. Thanks for tuning in to this. I'm not a barista episode. Subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram at I am not a barista for more empowering vibes and true coffee stories that connect you with coffee lovers around the world. You're a part of our global community where we celebrate baristas and their craft in everything that we do. Mm-hmm.